So we continue here on the uh, the topic of Geneva's Das. So he writes that Gam Asul Hatsir al Internet. So it's also prohibited to go ahead and present or to respond on the internet. To go ahead and really make false reviews where people express an interest or a satisfaction with a particular customer service or a particular product, whatever it happens to be, in the event that it's, uh, that it's not true. And certainly if you are uh, just starting off a business and you call all of your friends and relatives and neighbors and everybody that you know and ask them to go ahead and log in and leave a good review for your product when they haven't even used your product, they've never seen your product, they know nothing about your product, so that would be a form of Geneva's Das because obviously it misleads people into thinking that there's this large base of people who are satisfied with uh, whatever it is, and really it's uh, it's, uh, something which uh, is non-existent. Then he says, In the event that one is selling a used object, and you as the seller know that there's a defect, So it's necessary to go ahead and reveal that uh, defect to the potential customer. And the requirement to go ahead and reveal this uh, defect is not, is not a concern that by not revealing the, the defect, you end up charging more. You end up charging a premium price for something which is only grade C or grade D, even if you lower the price to actually match its, uh, its, its true quality, but you don't disclose what that defect is, it's still going to be awesome. Even if you sell it for cheaper, where he's not going to be ripped off, he's not going to be exploited as far as the price is concerned. Nonetheless... A, uh, a, a customer has the right to assume that the object which he's getting is defect-free unless it is disclosed, and therefore to hide that is another form of uh, Gneva's Das. Then, another halacha is, Al-Yifata es Adam Lomar. So sometimes you'll have a merchant who's going to want to go ahead and sell his product, and if he's perfectly honest, uh, in, in uh, straightforward, upfront, as far as the information is concerned, so he may have a hard time attracting customers. So he goes ahead and says, He says, listen, I'm selling you the green monster. I got to tell you, I got an offer for 30 grand for this thing, but I really like you and I'll sell it to you for a mere 18. So you go ahead, yeah, right. So you go ahead and, uh, so I, I'm giving the customer the impression that really somebody's offering me an awful lot for this, uh, this car, and really it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, nobody's offering me anything similar to that. But that misleads the customer into thinking that he's getting a really good deal. I'm giving him twelve grand off of the price. Or to go ahead and say, listen, I bought it for twenty-five. I'll sell it to you for a mere 20, uh, twenty-two. So the person thinks again that uh, that he's getting a good deal because it was bought for twenty-five. I'm selling it for twenty-two. The truth is, you bought it for eighteen or something like that. So again, it's misleading the customer. And somebody who violates this and misleads the customer in this way, the Pasuk says, which is a Pasuk which, we, which is uh, always quoted as the necessity to always be honest and straightforward and not to, be, not to lie and to be deceptive. Now on this halacha, there's an interesting I mentioned Zetaz over here, which is interesting to know that sometimes it happens very often in real estate. 
that a person uh, put, you know, uh, lists his house for $200,000 or something like that, and then you come in and say, I'll offer you uh, $180,000. You say, well, I appreciate the offer for $180,000, but the truth is, I already got an offer for $195,000, so listen, if you're going to really want this house, you're going to have to up your op- offer a little bit more than $180,000, and then he goes and says, fine, I'll, I'll meet you at $190,000, and you say, sold. And then you go to that person who allegedly offered 195 and say, I'm so sorry that he gave it to me for 190 rather than 195 He says, I never made an offer on the house. I don't, know what you, I don't know what you're talking about. So then the customer comes back to me and says, you told me somebody offered 195 That's why I agreed to go to 190 and you never had an offer for 195 You, you, uh, you deceived me, and uh, therefore I shouldn't have to pay you whatever that price is. So the Taz says that, but he ever, the sale is going to go through anyways. As long as you express a willingness to accept that price, and you didn't bother checking with that person in the first place to see if there actually was an offer on the table for the 195 so then what do you expect? There's a sort of an expectation that merchants are not going to be 100% honest, and if you decided that you're going to trust the, uh, the, uh, the merchant in terms of what he said he was being offered, so that's uh, uh, the Taz says, too bad, so sad on you, or it's foolish of you to go ahead and, uh, and accept that, and therefore you, uh, to, uh, to renege on the sale, or to require a lower price, so that's, uh, that's not allowed. Now, the last thing is, as he switches from the, uh, the halachas of um, uh, Gneva's Das, now halachas related to delivering the merchandise, so he says also something which merchants sometimes want to do. In the event that you know that you're not going to be able to get the product there until a week from now, or 10 days from now, whatever it happens to be, you're not allowed to promise the customer you can get it to him in just three days when you know that that's going to be a major incentive for him to buy it from you because he needs it quickly and you know that you can't deliver it by that time when you know that you can't do so so that also is a form of misleading the, uh, the customer and we'll see tomorrow in Hashem, whether or not that's actually grounds to cancel the sale when it doesn't show up in the, uh, in the agreed upon time.